episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier, and on this podcast, I sit down and have virtual coffee with accomplished and innovative early career professionals and small business owners. So with me today is Alicia Heinemann. She is the founder and owner of Bucks for Pups Confections, and Bucks for Pups sells homemade baked goods, specifically Buckeyes, and each month they donate a portion of the proceeds to a dog shelter or rescue organization. Besides running Bucks for Pups, Alicia is a high school educator in Ohio, and on this episode, Alicia shares her perspective and advice on running and launching a small business while also pursuing your full-time career. She really dives into her mission and why her business is so important to her and why she holds her business so true to her heart. So definitely a great story that she shares here. Before we get into Alicia's story, I'd love if you could rate and review Virtual Coffee on the Apple Podcasts app. You can also find us wherever you listen to your podcast, and we're on social media on Facebook and Instagram. It's at Virtual Coffee Podcast. Another quick shout out, I do highly recommend checking out the What's Your Story podcast with Sally Williamson. Now, this podcast brings together storytelling and business through the angle of how senior leaders leverage storytelling in business to motivate their employees. Highly recommend checking out this podcast. They do about a season a year, so about 10 to 12 episodes in each season. Check out What's Your Story podcast. Now with that, let's dive back into virtual coffee and hear Alicia's story. Welcome, Alicia. Thank you so much for chatting with me this morning. Hey, Alexa. Thanks for having me for virtual coffee. I am on my front porch with coffee, ready to go. I actually always have my tea when recording this. Perhaps I should change it to virtual tea, but that doesn't have the (laughs) the same ring to it. (laughs) Right. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Cool. So first, I'd really love if you could tell us everything about Bucks for Pups. Can you walk us through the journey from when you first had the idea and how that idea came to be? kind of to where you're at now with the business. Sure. So I am located in Columbus, Ohio, for people who aren't local. And I'm an an educator. I'm a high school school counselor. And once COVID hit, school was canceled on March 13th. And then we were quarantined. We had some stay put orders from the Mm -hmm. governor on, I think those went into effect March 15th. And so we had to stay home in quarantine. And I was seeing a lot of my friends in the service industry lose their jobs, unfortunately, because all the restaurants and bars closed on March 15th. And being in education, I was feeling really grateful that I had a job. I was getting paid every two weeks. I had all my benefits and my health insurance and everything. And and I've been making Buckeyes forever. Every party I go to, I take Buckeyes. My husband (laughs) works in the music industry So he's on the road a lot. So when the band is in town, I take like 300 Buckeyes for them. It's always just been my thing. I've been like the Buckeye lady. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was thinking of a way that I could help my friends. And so I started to sell my Buckeyes, I think the second week of our quarantine. And I was able to donate over a thousand dollars to, I want to say like, 12 to 15 of my close service industry friends. I actually got them some grocery card, some grocery gift cards. And after that was over, I was like, dang, people really, (laughs) really are enjoying buying my Buckeyes and people really enjoy when their money's going to a good cause. So on top of that, 
in September of 2019, my brother passed away. And so I was stricken with this grief and and I needed some sort of creative outlet. And so I was looking for something more after that quarantine project. I just wanted more. I wanted to do more and I wanted to honor him in some way. And so when he passed away, he had two dogs. And so my parents inherited his dogs and he loved dogs. He always ate my Buckeyes. Like, like, like we call him a garbage disposal because he would just eat literally everything. Um, and he loved my Buckeyes. So I thought of Bucks for Pups in his honor because he loved the Buckeyes. He loved the Ohio State Buckeyes and he loved dogs. So I just married them all together. And in his honor, I came up with Bucks for Pups. And here we are three and a half months later. Such an awesome just uh, mission or, or spark of a business, right? And it, I love how it started with trying to help your friends in the service industry. I didn't know that. I, I thought it had started to honor your brother, but it had started before that. And then found a way to, once that crisis of COVID and, and your friends being out on their luck was somewhat over, right? I know it's still, still, I'm sure. sure people are still affected, but finding a way to evolve your mission and, and helping others, right? And, yeah. and being able that, to honor your brother, which again, I'm, I'm very sorry to hear of his passing, is. but just, a just such a cool way to keep on his memory. It is. I just think that he would get a kick out of it. Like yeah. he, <laughs> it, he just would love it. Like I just know what he would say. You know, I know exactly like his mannerisms, like what he would do if he's seeing me sit there, make a hundred Buckeyes. I mean, he'd eat half of them, but right, right. <laughs> I'd have to ban him from the room. Oh, that's but um, yeah, that's exactly how it started. And I, and I don't often use the COVID. I call it my, uh, my pandemic project mm-hmm. <laughs> when I'm telling people how it started, I refer to it as pandemic project. So no, I don't really make that known. I do make my brother the mission, but honestly, yeah, I started with that and I've grown to, to be in a little grocery store here in Columbus, a little pub down the street that my husband and I actually met in. They have it as their dessert. Um, we have 13 partners, Columbus Rescues and Shelters, that when you go onto the website and you actually order from us, before your confirmation page, a pop-up comes up and it gives you the option to choose which of the 13 partners you would like your 20% to be donated to. So there's a lot of customer buy-in, which I think is a lot of, uh, it's just really important to me to give customers the opportunity to choose what organization you want your percentage to go to. Yeah, I really like that because oftentimes I think businesses, both large and small, they say, okay, for this month, we're donating to this specific organization or this specific cause. And you're centering it around dog shelters, right? And, you know, you're supporting animals, but you can pick the specific organization. I think that's a a very unique offering. Yeah. Yeah. So for the first three months of my business, I did a rescue of the month. So in May, I did Frank, the Franklin County dog shelter. Okay. In June, I did calls for canines, which is a small rescue here in Columbus. And then in July, I did rescued Ohio, which is another rescue. And I was seeing that Once the month of like the Franklin County donation was over, people weren't ordering from me anymore Hmm. because I think people are dedicated 
to their specific rescue or shelter where their dog right. came from, which is right. fine and it's mm-hmm. great. But I wanted to open up the floodgates for people to order at any time and for any Franklin County dog shelter. So then that's when this was born. And it took some <laughs> innovative ideas with like the website company I'm working with. I had to tell them what I wanted and then they had to like come up with this way to make it <laughs> a thing. They're like, yeah. wait, I've never been asked th- this question before. I don't know how to program this into our system, but wow. we made it work. And so I'm pretty yeah. excited about that. So now I've had, you know, everyone can order Buckeyes at any time. And what's kind of unique about my business here in Columbus is I don't know if people listening aren't aware of what a Buckeye is, but the Ohio State tree is a Buckeye tree mm. and they grow these little nuts that have a spiky outer shell and they're actually completely poisonous to dogs, humans, unless wolf to humans, unless you cook them. But anyway, so I call it the confection of Ohio. Like the quintessential taste of Ohio is a Buckeye. It's a confection that's a sugar and peanut butter ball dipped in chocolate. And it looks exactly like the poisonous nut from the state tree. And here in Columbus, there's really only a few manufacturers. So there's Anthony Thomas, which is all over the United States, I think. Mm -hmm. And then a couple other um, small companies. And that's it. And none of them have a mission like I do. So I came up with this idea. I'm like, why aren't there more manufacturers of this quintessential taste of Columbus? (laughs) And so here I am. And and hopefully, you know, I will someday be named as you know, when, when you're talking about Buckeyes, you think of Bucks for Pups. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I love how you found a need for for Buckeyes in the market, right? But are, are also able yeah. to combine this with such a passionate mission and such a passionate cause. I think it's Thank you. The, the perfect combo. For, I think so too. Yeah, especially for, for a small business. And I was going to ask you to describe Buckeyes because I, I've never heard of them before coming across your business. And my husband's from Ohio, actually. He's from Marietta, Ohio, if you're familiar with that. Um, But yeah, he was like, oh yeah, I know exactly what those are. Like, yeah. (laughs) I like to describe them as like a a Reese cup, mm. but more peanut butter and just better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like a ball form, right? Yes. In a ball form. Yeah. Yeah. So it takes about, depending on what size of bite you want to take. Yeah. Mine are like jumbo. <laughs> Mine are like almost two inches in diameter. And so that's what Nathan said. He's like, wow, <laughs> hers are huge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it takes me a couple bites. I mean, there are times okay. where I'll take a bite and then honestly, I'll like leave it in the fridge for the next night. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. I just need yeah. a little bite. Right. Right. <laughs> that's awesome. So I know you're, you're based out of Columbus. Do you only sell in the Columbus area. I'm just curious, you know, where you ship for those uh, listening to this episode. Yeah. So when I started in May, I was shipping, but then it honestly got too hot. And so they were arriving a bit melted to other states. And so on my website that I launched on August 1st, I did mention that I do ship, but I prefer to only ship September to May when the weather's a little cooler. They do arrive adequately if you don't mind like the aesthetic of it like Mm -hmm. they they arrive a little mangled because it's just me out of my home I don't have like a shipping company doing properly packaging it I do it the best I can and then you just throw them in your fridge and they taste the exact same as if you were to 
eat them immediately after I made them. So I do ship, but I try not to during the hot months. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's smart. And do you ship all throughout United States? I do. Yeah. Okay. So when I was practicing with shipping, I have a couple friends in Massachusetts and California and Chicago and Florida. And so I ship them all over the U.S. and they would send me little videos of the unpackaging. Oh, cool. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah, it was fun to see how they turned yeah. out. And and they turned out fine. They don't look the same as if you were to buy them from me here. Right. But again, they taste the exact same. So maybe someday once I grow, I can get a proper shipping company to like really package them more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so if you don't mind the aesthetic of like a little bit of melted chocolate, go ahead and go to my website and order. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. And do you also sell, you know, are you mainly selling at, at fairs, like locally? No. So I kind of want to avoid farmer's markets. Okay. <laughs> Being a full-time school counselor, I really just don't have time. Yeah. So I've actually made my front porch a little storefront. So when you order on my website, I have the option of free porch pickup. And my neighborhood's called Clintonville in Columbus. And so I have a little mini fridge on my front porch. We have a screened-in front porch. It's a very mm -hmm. charming neighborhood. Most of the houses have front porches. It's a quirky little neighborhood. And so I have a little uh, mini fridge on my front porch. So when you order from me, you then get a confirmation email that gives you my address. And then you just pop in and it's self-serve, completely contactless. In addition to that, I am recently selling wholesale to a grocery store downtown called the Hills Market. So that's been exciting. Um, so we're available here, the Hills. And then I also deliver within a 10-mile radius of my mm -hmm. house. Okay. Excellent. I love that front porch idea. What a yeah, like, cute fun. way. And I, I would totally do that, right? Like just drive down and, and pick it up. It's super easy. I love that idea. Thank you. I Luckily, my husband's been super supportive of it. <laughs> he doesn't mind. And uh, it's worked out really well because people just really like that contactless mm -hmm. aspect exactly. of it where they can just pop in at their own convenience. I ask that they do pick it up during business hours because mm -hmm. we like to hang out here at night but it doesn't matter like it's completely at your convenience right no that's excellent so I know you mentioned you know you're you're a school counselor and I'm curious if you've had any experience with running a business prior to founding Bucks for Pups and just interested in knowing you know what advice you might have for those who have an idea and want to kick something off like what are some of the bigger lessons you've learned along this journey so I really don't have any background starting a business. Mm -hmm. um, I got my undergraduate degree in psychology and then my master's mm. degree in education to be a school counselor. So I really don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, my dad's an entrepreneur. He has multiple trademarks and some patents and such. So growing up, I was around it. I didn't really pay much attention to it. But I do think that my entre entrepreneurial spirit is from my dad for sure. So my advice for small business owners is if you have an idea, just go for it. Starting the actual business in my experience wasn't really that hard, you know, to register as an LLC, it's just online, you know, and I heard I heard back 24 hours later just to do it. I think the biggest leap is just to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really sleep on it very long. I had this idea and I think when I shared it with my friends and family, well, not really my friends, just, I guess my husband, <laughs> he was like, 
uh sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> good idea I guess and he's way more of a cautious person than I am I'm mm-hmm. slightly an impulsive person and so I always have these ideas I have a very creative mind that I constantly have innovative ideas on how to make things better or work more efficiently so him hearing my ideas isn't isn't really abnormal right so he was probably just like oh this is just another idea Alicia has <laughs> <laughs> But as it grew and as I started to really make money, I think that's when people come around is when they see that it's Mm -hmm. successful and they see that people are enjoying this business model and they're enjoying the mission. And so I think the biggest leap was just kind of getting over the doubts that people have when in my heart, I know it's a good idea. I know there's a market for it, or at least I feel as if I know in my heart. And then- I think there's a lot of convincing that goes on. I think I'm past the convincing part. You know, I kind of had to convince my husband and friends that like, no, this is a good idea and there's a market for it. You should just watch me. Watch me. Yeah. (laughs) And here we are. Like, for example, when I got into the grocery store, I think that was a big determining factor for people to really think, oh, she's really doing this. That's Mm -hmm. really cool. This is legit. Yeah, it's legit. I think I've had even a couple people actually use that term. (laughs) Like when I posted about it on social media, like, wow, this is legit. You're in a grocery (laughs) store. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I told you. Right, right. I love your your mindset around launching a small business of just do it, right? You had this idea. You knew it was an awesome idea. You felt passionate about it. So go for it. And Mm -hmm. I think you bring up a great point of, having that that time period of getting over the doubts. I, I really like that you brought that up. I, I haven't heard that so far throughout these interviews. Uh, I think that's a just a great point of when you first have this idea, it might seem crazy to the majority of people you talk to, but you just need to try it out, right? And don't let them knock you so far down. You know, some of their their doubts maybe are valid and might help you further build out the idea or think of something different, but don't let them sway you completely away from from your idea and from your passion and try it oh, out absolutely right? just try to prove it out and if it, if it doesn't work that's a chance um that it might not work out but at least you tried for sure and honestly I mean I had to have a conversation with my husband about like I need you to be more supportive and I think that small business owners probably experience this but it's something that may not be talked about mm-hmm. because it can be a bit perhaps embarrassing or either some shame or guilt behind it. But there was a point in time where he's being so cautious, like, I don't know about this. And I'd be like, listen, I, it's a good idea. I need you to be supportive and you can be cautious and guide me, but I also need you to build me up. You can do that sometimes. And since then, this was like the, maybe, you know, the first month or two since then, it's been completely different. I just think People need to know that like, it's okay to be doubtful of me and my ideas, but it's also okay to build me up here and there. Exactly. And I think, yeah, it's an almost like an important test when you have to stand up for your idea, especially in those beginning stages when you might not have the tangible proof of this is a legit idea that will work, you know, and I, I appreciate you being honest in saying that, you know, you had to talk to your husband and 
I just yeah, that's just great that you stood up for that. For yeah, idea. I kind of had to ask for more approval, I right. guess. And now right. it's totally different. Now I yeah. think that was a really powerful conversation for him to be like, "Oh, you're right." Mm-hmm. And, and for me to realize that I need him to also ground me because I am a pretty impulsive person and so creative. And I have these ideas that I can get carried away and he does ground me, which is important. And I know that I need that, but yeah. I also needed some more support from him. And so now it's just totally different. Mm-hmm. He is embracing both sides of being cautious, giving me great ideas helping so much. He's, I call him my employee. He does, (laughs) he does so much for the business now, but it honestly wasn't like that at the beginning. There was a lot of doubt and I think maybe some fear, right? I think fear is a big aspect of starting a business. Luckily I didn't, I haven't had to invest much because it doesn't really cost all that much to make Buckeyes. Mm -hmm. And I, I, my goals aren't like a storefront or retail. Right. It's a bit different, but I think uh, for businesses who must invest upfront, there's even more of that doubt and fear. Yeah. It's a risk. Than right? what, I, what even I've experienced. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It seems you and your husband definitely balance each other out really, really well, which is awesome to hear. And I think you also bring up a great point that I think you need at least one solid person to support you and help you and balance you out with this new business idea. And for you, that seems to be your husband. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you decided to stay strong with your idea to him and, and talk to him about it. But that doesn't mean you need to prove all the doubters wrong, right? Because then you spend too much energy talking to other people and trying to prove your idea than actually executing your idea. So that balance there oh, for sure. of choosing who to defend your, your idea to is important. Oh, absolutely. I don't really care what else, what anyone else thinks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, my number one cheerleader is my husband and then yeah. my parents. And so, like I said, my dad's an entrepreneur with multiple ideas throughout his life and patents and such. So when he heard of my idea, he's immediately like, oh yeah, that's great. You know, there's no doubt at all, which is awesome. But I also needed that person to ground me. Right. No, I love that. Yeah. Completely relate to that. So you mentioned, you know, your goals for Bucks for Pups might not be a storefront. Um, I'm interested in knowing what are your, your goals for the business and also your goals for yourself, right? We were talking a bit before this podcast that it could be a hobby, it could be a full-blown business. Where is your mind at for the future of Bucks for Pups and your future as well? Well, thanks for asking that question because it's constantly on my mind. Um, I would like to get rid of the retail out of my home. That's my number one goal is to move my retail elsewhere. And so where is really like what I'm working on right now. So I would love to have vendors that are groomers, doggy daycares, vets. I would love to have like little tiny refrigerators with my Buckeyes stocked, like stocked in their lobbies. And then when people come in to get their dogs, they're like, oh, I'm going to grab some Buckeyes here. And all the not all the proceeds, but 20% of the proceeds go to benefit dogs. And one of the organizations on the list, I actually rescued my dog from. So there's a lot of buy in there. I want to, I don't want to 
reinvent the wheel, right? There's already dog focused organizations out in the community and I just need to partner with them to help benefit dogs. So if I can get them to sell my product or hold my product, I should say, then it's a win-win for everyone. The obstacle I'm running into right now with COVID is that all lobbies are closed. And so that could be a blessing in disguise because it's giving me some time to think this through, work with attorneys, work with, you know, refrigerator companies, whatever the case, to get this ready to go for when lobbies open back up. This is an opportunity for organizations to hold my product and therefore help dogs. That's the whole the whole mission, right, is to help dogs. And so I think that dog-centered organizations would be open to that. So that's my, that's my goal. I always love ideas and, and small businesses that allow you to eventually, you know, partner with other businesses. So in your case, partnering with dog-focused businesses, like, you know, like you're explaining, it's just, just such a nice way to expand your business and your exposure and you're, you're helping another business and they're getting, they're getting value out of it, right? They're not just putting your refrigerator in their lobby and, and not getting any value from it. Um, I just think it's a great way to, to grow a business. Yeah, thank you. I, I hope it works out. You know, my goal is for now just to get one fridge somewhere. Right. Right. If I get one fridge in a doggy daycare and work on that, then I grow from there. Right. Um, and then ideally, you know, in the future, I would like every single Franklin County dog rescue and shelter on our list mm-hmm. and then move on to another county and then another county and then another. I love that goal. Love it. And for you yourself, are do you have any plans of taking this full time for for you or right now this is <laughs> a side business, you know, side project? So right now it's a side project. Mm-hmm. Would I love for it to be full time? Yes. Okay. That's very complicated. Um, I do have a ton of student loans. <laughs> and financially, it's not the answer right now. Mm-hmm. And I do enjoy my career as a school counselor. Has education itself changed? And therefore, my heart's changed? Yes. But right now, I, I'm devoted to my career. This is a side project. Yes. Right. Yep. And I I appreciate that mindset as well. You know, you're not saying, no, never, I could never take this full time. It's more so I have a solid career that, that I enjoy and who knows what's, what's in my future. I'm just going to keep pursuing this, this business and see where it goes. I think that's the perfect mindset to have. Exactly. Thank you. Cause it can be a bit challenging to battle that Mm -hmm. thought process. You know, it's, it is, it's a challenge, but I do see something full-time in the future, perhaps. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, who knows? No, I, I love that. And along that same thread, um, I'm interested in knowing, you know, with your experience with launching this business and, and running it, also having your full-time career and other passions and just life in general, what are your best practices for balancing all of that? And not spending 24 seven on bucks for pups and, and still having a life and a career, just any, any best practices that uh, (laughs) you've learned right throughout this experience? Well, I think that's going to be like a lifelong uh, learning process, Mm -hmm. (laughs) how to handle all of this and balance it. 
But I had to learn that in the first year of my career as a school counselor as well. And I just think it continues to, you just have to be mindful of your relationships, right? So I try not to be on my phone so much, right? At night, like when I'm watching TV with my husband or if we're having dinner or I just try to be extremely mindful of being present because when you're starting a business, I've learned my mind is just kind of racing all the times with different ideas and it's easy to, to lose track of being present and being mindful of your current life, right? Mm -hmm. You have all these like hypothetical ideas, but that's not reality. Reality is, oh, I'm on the couch watching TV with my husband. I need to be <laughs> present. Right. <laughs> I can think about this tomorrow, right? I've been thinking about yeah. it all day. I can put my phone <laughs> down. <laughs> so I just think that's going to be a lifelong lesson to learn and to balance. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I don't really have the answer. I just try to be mindful and yeah. balance things the best I can. No, I think that's the the perfect answer. And I appreciate your perspective that it's just a lifelong balancing act, right? It's, you know, you can have certain, certain best practices you do, you know, maybe taking notes and staying organized and using lists, I don't know, things like that. But overall, the overall balance is just taking it day by day. And, and like you're saying, being mindful, being present in the moment and understanding your future, but not getting lost in the future. I think that's, that's a great point and a great perspective you bring up. Yeah, that is a good point to, to not get lost in the future. I met with a friend recently to just go over some ideas, some business ideas. And he was immediately drawn to like big picture, right? Mm -hmm. He was thinking like franchising across the U S taking Buckeyes everywhere to all dogs. Right. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, Whoa, whoa. <laughs> right now I spent, I can make 25 dozen Buckeyes in six hours right. and I do that once or twice a week. And that's great. My first step of growth would be doing another six hours of 25 dozen, right? Mm -hmm. On my own. Like, and he's talking about like distribution centers and manufacturing and all yep. that stuff. And it's, of course, my mind thought about that for five days after that. Right. And I'm like, oh, my yep. God, this is a possibility. But that's not reality right now. Right now, right. I'm trying to sell Buckeyes from my front porch yep. <laughs> <laughs> and and keeping that the mission in mind, like dogs, like mm -hmm. I just want to help dogs. Yep. Like having these vendors, you know, the idea of people holding my product, how do I encourage them to do so while benefiting dogs? And perhaps not themselves, right. if that makes sense. Like yeah. dogs are the number one point of this business and mm -hmm. how to keep that mission in line and keep keep that in place. Yeah, yeah completely agree with all that. I, I think keeping the mission at, at the forefront of your mind, of your business is just so important because that's your ultimate driver. And if you lose that, now it just becomes about like all the logistics of a business and money and yeah, the, the franchising and all the right. vendors and all this, right. Well, that's all still important and is going to happen. It's just mission is number one. And if, if you stick true to that, you know, you'll, I think you'll see great success. Um, and I think it's also, you know, you mentioned your, your friend was thinking so big picture. I think it's important to, have those ideas and know that mm -hmm. maybe one day it's possible. Like it's a nice thought, 
But like we're saying, you don't need to spend hours planning that out because that that is so far in the future. Right. And it's it's a nice. Yes, one day that could be our goal. But for now, how do I just get all the shelters in Franklin County and then move on to the next county, right? Like that's a very sure, yes. good, good future goal. Right and, there. and it almost felt, I felt a little defeated because I, I wasn't provided with any insight on like my current plan, right? Mm-hmm. He was all mm-hmm. big picture, which is right. again, like you said, great. But, but when I left, I was like, okay, so I left with no insight yeah. <laughs> or yeah. ideas on how to build my current tiny, tiny business. Yeah, that's interesting. I could see also how one might feel defeated after a conversation like that, because I could see the mindset easily, easily going to, well, crap, like, I'm not there yet. I'm just making, you know, these out of my house, like, how the heck am I going to get there? And then you could easily go down that rabbit hole of negativity, right? Which is not where where you need to be. So yeah, just completely agree. It's a nice thought, the big picture, but stay <laughs> well, stay in the present, like you were saying. Yes. <laughs> it is so, so important to stay in the present. It's right. been interesting to run this business with no business background because I really don't know how to make things happen, right? I have these ideas and I have no one to tell me how to make these ideas happen. And so that's been an interesting learning experience is to seek help. Because I'm like, hey, I have these ideas. How do I make it work. Yeah. No, interesting. <laughs> um, so my last big question here for you, Alicia, is in this moment, what is your proudest accomplishment? Now this can be totally related to your business or not at all. It can be from 10 years ago or from yesterday, just in this moment, what is your proudest accomplishment? Um, can you hold on a, a second, sure. Alexa? Okay, thanks. Oh, it's yeah, no problem. It's okay. Thank you. Thank you so Sorry, much. I'm on a podcast. <laughs> thank you for following and shopping with me. Yay, thank you. Okay, see you, girl. Okay, I'm really sorry about that. You can no, that you're out, good. Right? <laughs> Did, yes, I can. Did you just Perfect. have a live pickup on your porch? Yes. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. I did. <laughs> or you don't that have to so cool it out. To hear. Yeah, no, I, I will. I will. That's so cool to hear. I love that. That's so cool. I'm okay with you not editing it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay. Can you repeat the question? Yes, of course. Of course. No worries at all. So in this moment, what is your proudest accomplishment? Now this can be related to your business or not at all. And it can be from 10 years ago or just from yesterday, just in this moment, what comes to mind when I, when I ask for your proudest accomplishment? I think my proudest accomplishment is when, and I might start to tear up a bit, (laughs) but when I decided to make this in remembrance of my brother, yep, (laughs) that's my proudest accomplishment. And I've in life, you know, I've gotten my master's degree and I've gotten married and bought a house and all those like quintessential like life chapters. And, but, um, when I chose to make it in honor of him and his name was Jeremy, he was 38 years old and loved his dogs like more than himself in many ways. And when I had this idea and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do it in honor of him. That's my proudest accomplishment in my whole life. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that and your, your journey on launching this such 
meaningful business. And I, I think it's those most personal accomplishments that really hit home, right. And really mean the most to us. And you can carry this, this with you forever and carry on his memory and, and just keep him so close to you. I just, I think it's a, just a wonderful way to, to honor your brother. And again, thank you for, for sharing that. And of course, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're, you're totally fine. I really appreciate your, your honesty and your vulnerability and just sharing your, how, how much this means to you. I, I think it's just so clear right throughout our conversation, how much this, this means to you. And also this just thank awesome, you. awesome mindset you have around it. Like just knowing how this ties back to your brother and also helping dogs and animals. Like, it's just, it's so obvious you, you're not getting lost in the stress of running a business. Uh, of course, I'm sure there are very stressful. Oh, moments, sure. But, but your mindset around it is just so positive and happy. And it's just so clear. I, I love it. I, it's just Thank so. You. Thank you. Thank you. I, I strive for my heart to come through in my mission for sure. And so if the listeners were to ever visit my website and such, they'll see um, six dogs on the homepage that I had a graphic designer sketch for me. And those are my family dogs. So two are my brother, my late brother's dogs. One is my younger brother's dog. Two are my dogs. And then one is my parents' dog. (laughs) (laughs) And so my family dogs will always be the face yeah. of my business, even though, you know, dogs in the future, they come and go. Unfortunately, we outlive our pets, but they were our family dogs when I started this. So it's, it'll be really important for me to keep them as my business dogs, basically yeah. on all my graphics and all the postcards I make and <laughs> things like that are these six little dogs yeah. <laughs> and gents that will always be the face of Bucks yeah. for Pups. The original clan. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> quite the motley crew, actually. <laughs> awesome. So as we as we wrap up here, you know, you mentioned your website. First, what what is that website and where else can people find you and Bucks for Pups? Uh, shout out any any social medias. Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram and at Facebook at Bucks for Pups Confections and online at BucksforPupsConfections.com. Um, you can order online. You can always shoot me an email about shipping. I can't remember. I might have taken shipping off as an option, mm-hmm. but if listeners are across state lines um, or counties, I am always willing to ship, in which we talked about this earlier. So just shoot me an email and we can make it happen. Perfect. Love to hear it. Well, I hope everyone checks out Alicia and, and Bucks for Pups. And again, Alicia, thank you so much for chatting with me today and sharing your journey and your perspectives and advice. It was a lovely speaking with you. Of course. You too, Alexa. Thank you so much for the invitation. I've really enjoyed following you on social media. And I, I just really appreciate the opportunity to to voice my, I guess, my perspective on <laughs> running this new little mm-hmm. business. I, I don't you know, have a lot of insight, but perhaps this connected with one of the listeners today. So thank you so much for the invitation. For sure. Of course. And I hope everyone checks out Bucks for Pups. Thank you. Thank you.